This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Omaha Steaks and by Freshly. You know, I, I used to not give too much legitimate thought into the whole we live in a simulation thing. It's always been this funny excuse to easily explain away some of the more ridiculous things that happen in our world. Things that seem like they were predestined to occur in order to test our limits of what we think reality is capable of. In recent years, it seems like these occurrences have really been peaking and reality continues to surprise us in a number of ways that really start to make us question legitimately now whether we are living in someone else's meticulously crafted joke world. This week added yet another moment to the list of reasons why we might actually be living in a simulation because I refuse to believe that this could have happened anywhere else than in a pre-constructed narrative. It is simply too obvious. Yeah, so earlier this week, in a previous video, we covered the news that one of the most famous athletes currently competing, tennis player Naomi Osaka, decided to withdraw from the French Open because of the negative effects on her mental health due to being forced to constantly deal with the press and appear in post-match interviews. A quick recap, popular athletes at popular events have to face the press constantly to talk about the event and their level of performance or whatever. And uh, for a lot of people, this is an un unnecessary strain on their mental health because it sucks to be bothered and to have to answer questions during an emotionally heightened state and then constantly have to deal with any and all repercussions as a result of what you said on a day-to-day -day basis. It sucks. So Naomi Osaka said, screw that and decided to just not show up for press events at the French Open, which resulted in an initial fine of $15,000 and threats that she could be kicked from the tournament. So she just got ahead of all that and withdrew herself from the tournament. Again, this is big news on its own. She's a massive draw for them and uh, one of, if not the best tennis players in the world. But what happened next is just comically ironic, stupid, and sad. Yeah, so apparently the same day that Naomi Osaka failed to show up for press duties leading to her fine and subsequent withdrawal, another competitor who did show up for their post-game interview named Petra Kvitova sustained an injury during the press event, forcing her to also withdraw from the French Open. She literally showed up for press and got injured while doing press. The most dangerous sport of all. Forcing her to quit the French Open, resulting in the French Open missing two of its top competitors because of stupid fucking press bullshit. I, I simply refuse to believe this is real, but, but it is. It is, when I saw this headline, it was just like, no fucking way. No way is this real. Naomi Osaka quits because of press, and this other uh, female tennis athlete decides to go and injures herself during a press briefing and can't even play the game. This feels like something Larry David specifically would write. Yes. In a Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Yes. And you hear the, you know, those iconic songs when she trips bum, and falls. Bum, bum. <laughs> so from The Guardian, Petra Kivitova was forced to withdraw from the French Open before her second round match after sustaining a freak injury during her press duties. Kivitova fell as she left a broadcast interview and hurt her ankle and decided to withdraw after undergoing an MRI scan. Quote, it is with great disappointment that I announced my withdrawal from Roland Garros. Kivitova wrote in a statement on social media, during my post-match press requirements on Sunday, I fell and hurt my ankle. Unfortunately, after an MRI and much discussion with my team, I have made the tough decision that it would be unwise to play on it. It is incredibly bad luck, but I will stay strong and do my best to recover in time for the grass court season. Yeah, which is, it. so this apparently happened on the same day that uh, Naomi decided not to do press, but she didn't even announce it till the next day. Yeah. So the headlines were basically, Naomi Asaka says, screw it, I'm withdrawing from the French Open, huge news, because of press commitments. Mm -hmm. And then the next headline is, uh, this other female tennis star 
injures herself during press requirements yep. and has to withdraw from the French Open. It is so perfectly written. It's beautiful. Yeah. And anyways, another reality-bending news, but more in line with the Mandela effect, uh, where different people experience different realities and they are convinced of that fact. I spoke yesterday about a Charmin ad for Pride Month, where the ad consisted of Charmin praising big gay human bears in addition to the bears featured in their commercials. Now, I was convinced that this was real because I, I had heard it as a commercial on a podcast. But when I went back to find it, it wasn't there. It had vanished. Hmm. Was I making up some hilarious brand's attempt at marketing for Pride Month? Was this the result of my overactive imagination? Hmm. Or was this ad for a company owned by Procter & Gamble that told big, hairy, gay men to wipe their assholes actually real? I mean, I literally re-listened to podcast episodes, skipping around, trying to find it, and I couldn't. I, 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 I thought I was going crazy. But then I realized I was searching on desktop, not mobile. I'd never even thought that baked-in advertising could be different based on which platform or device you were listening on, but apparently that is an actual thing. Hmm. The ads were all different between mobile, desktop, and even the Apple podcast platform. Uh, they all had different ads that were baked into the episode, which this is my first experience mm. in that. But the Charmin ad was there, and it was only on Spotify mobile. The Exclusive. preferred platform of big gay bears. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I searched online and couldn't find this ad anywhere else. But I did find that there is an event that they're promoting. It definitely exists. It's the iHeartRadio Can't Cancel Pride event. Now, either way, I found it, and I needed to document this because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. So here it is captured directly from my phone, a major corporation's Pride Month advertisement. Enjoy. Hey, in honor of Pride Month, Charmin is giving a shout-out to all the bears out there. Yep, we celebrate all types of bears, along with everyone else who's getting pride rolling at home. Things might be a little different now, but you can still find ways to enjoy the festivities. You can dance your butt off. You can give virtual bear hugs. And Charmin is proud to partner with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride 2021. With absolutely no lines to the toilet. It's one more way Charmin is helping you enjoy the pride. And, and yeah, that obviously exposes me listening to The Herd by Colin Cowherd. But I would, readers. I would have no idea what was going on in the NBA this postseason if it weren't for his show. And uh, you know what? He was right about the Lakers and Anthony Davis. So I don't know. Also, it's never not a good time to bring up one of our favorite clips in esports history, the one Elliot just referenced, where Colin Cowherd calls people who enjoy watching competitive gaming booger eaters. I am not a friend of esports. Okay. Why are you so against? I just don't understand. Well, it's the same with professional wrestling. It's for booger eaters. It's so good. It is great. Uh, he he uh, he quit his job after that. No. So okay, I looked into this. He said that he would quit ESPN if he was forced to report on esports. Yeah. Uh, he actually ended up getting let go from ESPN oh. after uh, he made a mention about how, I don't want to get this wrong, but apparently he said something about the Dominican Republic uh. and how it's uh, they get a lot of great athletes because their education system uh, isn't as great as somewhere else. Damn, uh, Colin, so people, that's a yikes. Yeah. So, but Fox Sports picked him up, and now yeah. he has his own podcast. And Anything stuff. goes over here. But moving on now from sports entertainment to movie entertainment, AMC Theaters is going to the moon. They've had quite <laughs> a week, thanks to the first major box office weekend in well over a year, thanks to the pandemic, where two brand new releases were finally able to bring in tens of millions of dollars in much-needed revenue for the studios and the theater chains. And while it's all well and good, the real shot in the arm for AMC came from meme stock investors like me. <laughs> who rallied around the Wall Street Bets Forum and other similar subreddits uh, 
I bought AMC stock way back during the GameStop thing because I was like, this GameStop thing is the hot thing right now, but I have a feeling that AMC is going to be the next one. And it peaked a little bit back then because it was it one of It went up things, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I bought it at like 12 bucks, And then, you know, then you had Doge. You had all these other... These other little people love to gamble on one thing at a time, but yeah. it took it took several months. But finally, I checked my Robinhood the other day. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Well, I hope you sold before. Well, no, actually, today it's still doing good. I sold my uh, upfront costs, so I, I locked in my. Uh, I, I, the gamble is gone. It's impossible for me to lose money on it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but anyway, yeah, for the past couple of months, the price of AMC stock it hovered around the ten dollar mark, which made sense considering that's within the range of where it had been valued even leading up to the pandemic. Yeah, but all of a sudden. The price skyrocketed to over $50 a share this week, seemingly in retaliation for news that more of those hedge funds were betting against AMC by short selling the stock. And just like with GameStop, everyone decided to teach these old men a lesson. <laughs> they can't keep getting away with it. Yeah. These damn internet meme stock investors. Now, regardless of how or why the stock shot up in price, despite the fact that AMC as a brand is definitely not worth what it's currently valued at realistically, the executives over at AMC decided to reward people investing in their company, regardless of why they were doing so, by launching something called the AMC Investor Connect, which basically looks like a loyalty program with benefits that will hopefully keep these new retail investors engaged in the company and not just use it for a pump and dump. Yeah, this from, is brilliant. Yeah, from the official website, if you're a current stockholder, let us know. We'll send you special offers, starting with an initial free large popcorn just for signing up and the latest AMC Investor Connect updates. The popcorn offer will be conveniently added to your AMC Stubbs account within seven days, so you'll only need to scan your virtual card to receive the discount. So yeah, hey, look, free popcorn for investors, which at this point, as of when we wrote this episode, that would cost you somewhere around $45 for just one share. Yeah. So it's a lot for popcorn if you're just after the and popcorn. popcorn is where they make their money. That exactly. costs them fucking nothing. Yeah, but it's a nice little bonus for people who are involved in all this, I guess. I mean, or you could just lie and say you're an investor because they have no real way of knowing. Yeah. Nor would they ever put forth any kind of effort in finding that out over a bucket of popcorn that costs them pocket change. Yeah, the only thing I can think... Well, it's literally an honesty test. They don't even send paper prospectus reports no. anymore. That stopped years ago. I got one from one stock like five years ago and it was the last one I got. The rest, they just send you a PDF. And according to a lot of stuff that we've seen about Robinhood specifically, you might not ever actually own that stock. Yeah. You own the idea of owning that stock. Yeah. Hmm. Especially if it's crypto. You actually do not own the crypto. Yeah. Yeah. You own shares in a share of a share. But look, hey, it's good. I think AMC has handled their, uh, uh, they've embraced their meteoric rise due to these meme investors a lot better than GameStop has, where GameStop, like, they're like, they haven't acknowledged it outside of a, yeah. okay, this is cool. AMC has actually done things in a business way that uh, embraces the new injection of cash yeah. to help sustain the actual business. Yeah. GameStop's doing like some esports competition stuff, I think, is what they're evolving into next. But I, I don't know. I don't know. AMC as a company seems a lot more realistic in bouncing back from a pandemic than GameStop. Yes. Because they're a movie theater chain. Yeah. The people enjoy. <laughs> and then like the biggest movie theater. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, we got more entertainment news for you regarding stuff like E3, Jackass, and believe it or not, MoviePass and the Super Mario Brothers movie. Not a new one. one. The old one. The old one. But uh, first, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, starting with mm, Omaha Steaks. Summer's pretty much here. Father's Day's right around the corner. It's time to start chilling and grilling. Wax, and, wax, chilling and grilling. <laughs> and Omaha Steaks is here to help. We've all scrambled last minute when looking for gifts for dad. And 
Maybe you'll end up getting him a tie or something that's just going to collect dust. But why not get him something that you'll know he'll enjoy? Something that benefits the whole family and his friends. An assortment of delicious, tasty meats from Omaha Steaks. So go to omahasteaks.com and type in news dump in the search bar and order dad the get out and grill assortment. It includes 20 entrees he is guaranteed to love, like ultra juicy burgers, plump chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and four 10-ounce butcher's cut New York strips. These strips are aged for 30 days. Mm. And, and why is that important? Age equals tenderness. Plus, get four free New York strip burgers with your order. These are ultra lean and pack a bold, intense flavor. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak, it's the best steak of your life guaranteed. Visit omahasteaks.com, use that keyword news dump, and order the Get Out and Grill assortment today. Send Dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience that he will love and can share with you. Don't forget, for a limited time, you get four free New York Strip burgers with your order. That is omahasteaks.com, use that keyword news dump to let him know that we sent you. But hey, you still hungry? Well, yeah. look no further than our other sponsor this week, Freshly. Are you stressed? Are you tired? You just don't feel like cooking? Food that's fast doesn't have to be fast food. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering's easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. And now, our viewers can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritionist-designed classics right to your kitchen. Right now, Freshly is offering our viewers $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com newsdump or click the links below. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com newsdump for $40 off your first two orders. That is Freshly.com newsdump, $40 off your first two orders. Okay, back to the news now with some updates from E3, which is, according to my imaginary watch, right around the corner. Mm -hmm. It starts next Saturday, June 12th, and it runs through June 15th. This year is obviously still going to be a bit different since it's not going to be an in-person event, but for 99% of people, this has no effect at all on them whatsoever because they would be watching online anyway. Yeah. Luckily, this year will be different from last year in the sense that this time they are consolidating everything and everyone into a short, concise, focused event It'll be much easier for people to follow and almost certainly drive a lot more attention to platforms, publishers, developers, and games. Last year was a, a mess. It was a mess. It was I had no idea. so hard to keep track of I could of not tell on. you one thing that happened during last year's E3. The, uh, the only, like, half-decent resource for keeping track of it was a third-party website that just some dude made because E3's own website was just impossible to It navigate. was basically if you follow a developer or a publisher... That's the only way you knew yeah. of something that was happening. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it's, it's good that they're streamlining it because we honestly kind of have no idea what's going on in gaming right now. It seems like, <laughs> seems like everything's been kind of at somewhat of a standstill as a result of the pandemic. Games are still getting delayed. Uh, the latest one was the new God of War. Yeah, and we said that uh, when we did uh, Worst of the Year Gaming uh, at the end of last year. We are just like, by the way, don't look forward to anything coming out yeah. anytime soon because... You, we haven't even started to feel the effects of the delay caused by the pandemic. Especially after Cyberpunk really just showed, like... You have to take your time. Yeah. Don't rush like, things. Like, you can't fool... 
uh, gamers uh, to thinking your unfinished game is it's done. It's uh, a very weird year and console cycle because new consoles came out and it was like, well, enjoy those new consoles. Here's three games. And, yeah. Uh, we promise there's more sometime. So there is a lot of hype going into E3 and a lot of hope that there will be something debuted that uh, tickles people's fancy. Yeah. Now, something that's new this time around with E3 is... You thought award season was over? Nope, not anymore. It's an award show that's being produced based on all of the games that are being promoted during the event. What? Now, typically at E3, you'd go around to booths and you'd see these little plaques stuck up with best of whatever from various outlets. Then those companies would promote that with the game's marketing, being like Madden year whatever won most anticipated sports game from IGN, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But now they're just going to hand out accolades during an official award show that will be broadcast live on the last night of the event. From their press release, For this year's event, we are collaborating with editors at some of the world's leading video game media outlets to create the official E3 2021 awards show, recognizing the show's most anticipated games, said Stanley Pierre-Louis, president and CEO of the ESA. The broadcast is going to be packed with exciting announcements and reveals, and celebrating innovative publishers and developers is an ideal way to close E3 2021. The esteemed media panel will focus on selecting the most anticipated game of E3 2021, as well as recognizing most anticipated titles from each participating publisher and developer. The E3 live broadcast will be hosted by Greg Miller, Jackie Jing, and Alex Goldenboy Mendez, as well as featuring new and upcoming game reveals. We'll also include publisher press conferences, developer interviews, panel discussions, and much more. Um, so this could be... Look, it's going to be nice to watch, but... Uh, giving awards to giving games awards you haven't g- played yet? It's a little weird. Yeah, this could backfire. Like, like, oh, who had the best fucking CGI trailer? So that's the thing, is like, if this existed last year, two years ago, three years ago, Cyberpunk would have been, like, on stage. Yeah. Hey, look at this. We won the award. And then, uh, you know, it comes out, and it's like, well, that didn't mean shit. Yeah, but we have awards, see? Yeah, yeah the I trophy don't... case is filled. This this seems like just a way for everyone to jerk each other off. Uh, well, you mean, like, every other award show in history? But this one especially, because there's yeah. not even, like, content. Yeah, it'd be like a it'd be like an Oscars for movie trailers. For trailers, yeah. Yeah. Which I Suicide believe, Squad. I think there is an industry... Uh, there probably... Like, I mean, I'm sure there's awards show. for it, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, back to movies. Over in Jackass News... Hell fucking yeah. The latest movie in the franchise, Jackass 4, is filmed and set to deb- debut in September, despite our pleas to the crew. You shouldn't be doing any further harm to your bodies for our entertainment. I mean, Johnny, okay. Johnny has said that he is, he is fully done with, After the, with stunts. No, yeah. this movie's done. Now, we've already spoken about uh, the injuries that both Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O sustained within just days of the start of filming for this new sequel. But it seems as though everything after that, as far as we know, went pretty smooth, uh, at least considering broken bones and whatnot. That is, except for the very public falling out between the Jackass crew and one of the stars of the series, Bam Margera. In a previous episode, we covered the story about why Bam was removed from the film. He simply couldn't stay clean and sober, uh, even though production had reportedly paid for him to go to rehab and also had people on staff there to check and make sure that things were okay during filming. He didn't stay clean. He was removed. And the falling out between him and the Jackass crew has been sadly well documented on his very personal, very Ugh. public Instagram ever since. Yeah, it's it's a train wreck. Yes. It's it's really sad to see this man continue to spiral, but it's it's also depressing that he's doing it so openly. Mm-hmm. He's constantly wasted to the point where he's incoherent. He's become increasingly paranoid. He's bitching about his wife, bitching about his son. 
He's inventing his own language. He only surrounds himself with people who seem to enable his behavior. And uh, more recently, people have posted images and stories to Reddit and on TikTok about their interactions with Bam, ranging from having him drunkenly crash in their apartment after a night out at local bars to him bumming cigarettes from people in front of gas stations. Uh, yeah, yeah. And apparently his recent actions have gotten so bad that the director behind the Jackass franchise, Jeff Tremaine, has had to file a restraining order against Bam. From TMZ, Bam Margera has been sending increasingly disturbing messages to Jackass director Jeff Tremaine, including threatening his safety and that of his children, according to New Legal Docs. The court has granted Tremaine's request for a temporary restraining order against Bam, requiring him to stay at least 100 yards away from Jeff, his wife, and kids, and to stop contacting him. Tremaine claims he's been getting harassed by Bam since February, after Jeff says Bam no-showed for a virtual meeting to discuss how he could help Margera with his mental health and sobriety struggles. Since then, according to the docs, Bam's been on the warpath on social media. Tremaine claims Margera's publicly attacked him, threatened violence, compared him to Harvey Weinstein, posted obscene drawings, and made a comment that he and Johnny Knoxville can, quote, pencil in their death certificate. <laughs> on top of that, Tremaine claims Bam sent him several direct threats against his kids, including one that read, look at your children and grab your pocketbook and write a check. If you are greedy and cheap, look at your children again. If you don't sign the paper, look at your children. Sign your stupid fucking contract before you're not safe anywhere. Uh, uh, according to Jeff, the contract Bam is referring to seems to be one Margera wrote up himself. Uh, Tremaine said he's in great fear for his family and his personal safety. Uh, yeah, the picture of the contract seems to be written in that language that Bam made up. Uh, he the one the, he apparently went to Florida to seek treatment. Uh, but also th said that he was getting tired of, uh, this is all like him talking mm -hmm. on his Instagram, tired of hearing his child screams. Uh, and, Why is your child screaming? Uh, I mean, kids scream, but it is one thing to like leave an entire side yeah. of the country to get away from See it. Ya. Uh, and then like the story on Reddit goes, uh, someone's roommate brought Bam Margera back after the bars closed and then he was passing out. There's a picture of him like passed out on the couch that he kicked in one of their doors. Uh, and then this man the is like... 45 years old? Something like that. And oh, then there's a, there was a now-deleted TikTok where uh, someone, he's literally on a sidewalk bleeding out of his ears, barely coherent. Uh, it's bad, and it, and it sucks because, like I said, I've been following these guys since I was in high school, and it, it really sucks to see him. Bam was doing well for a while yeah. and then started to spiral, and obviously doing all this publicly is horrific, and it, it fucking sucks. Um, I hope somehow that Bam decides to help himself because at this point, it, it really seems like everyone around him that truly cares about his health and his well-being has tried to help him. Yeah. I mean, Steve-O is like... Clean and sober, completely fine. Yeah, Steve-O literally brought back from the brink of death and apparently is just the most generous person, Wonderful person. with his time is for helping current addicts with uh, the same thing he went through. So I, I imagine he probably and stuck his neck out quite a bit for Bam, and uh, Bam didn't accept. The entire Jackass crew, uh, for many reasons, I would assume a lot of it legal reasons, haven't engaged publicly with yeah. all of this drama unfolding, except for Steve-O, who literally posted on one of Bam's Instagram posts where he was calling out Tremaine and Knoxville and basically broke it down to him and said, like, hey, we tried to help you. Mm -hmm. You can't keep blaming them for this. Like, we all tried to help you. They were the ones that saved my life. Yeah. You're wrong about this. So There was a really good interview with Knoxville. It was either GQ or Esquire. Yeah, really lengthy in interview. It was great. He, uh, he stopped dyeing his hair black. 
he's, he's like, well, now the franchise is over, I can go gray. And he he looks so fucking old. It's very sad. He said that he's <laughs> been that gray since his late 20s. Yeah. But he's but been he, dying. And he's also super skinny now. And he looks great. He's Also, apparently he doesn't man. have the... Uh, the uh, uh, but yeah, they asked him about Bam, and he's like, they're just like, yeah, he paused for about a minute, and then he just said, I just want Bam to get better. We all want Bam that's, to get that's better. That's all he said. So Chances yeah. are, look, he probably won't. This is, yeah, this he's is been the, enabled his entire life. Yeah. Uh, so, it, I mean, it just sucks to see. He was doing, so, like, this time last year, I believe it was, he was doing great. He was skating all the time. It From the outside looking in, it looked great, because he's very public on his Instagram. Now, not so much. Anyways, in the meantime, it appears as though Bam will just keep documenting his downward spiral publicly. It sucks, but uh, that's what's happening. Anyways, over in uh, some lighter fare, movie pass news. Mm -hmm. The former executives of that company, Mitch Lowe and Ted Farnsworth, the Barrel Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> they were recently forced to pay out $400,000 as a result of a settlement in a case against a California district attorney's office, which alleged that they had been engaging in numerous unlawful, unfair, and fraudulent business acts and practices while running MoviePass, the now-defunct movie theater subscription service. This thing was a scam! <laughs> no, you don't understand. It was, it was doomed to fail. But it was good for the consumer. Yeah, so according to the settlement, which was viewed by Insider, the alleged unlawful, unfair, and fraudulent acts and practices included... False advertising that MoviePass's subscriptions offer unlimited movie watching, specifically any movie, any day, any theater, when in reality, of course, MoviePass continually added limitations to customers' subscriptions. Also, unconscionably changing terms and service during a subscription period, of course, converting all prepaid unlimited plans to three movies per month, shutting down the availability of movies when a certain dollar amount is reached, known within the company as a tripwire, Failing to notify auto-renewal customers of material changes to their subscriptions and continuously charging customers debit or credit cards after receiving notice of cancellation from customers. We've talked about all these, I think. Yeah, but now they've had to uh, face... Hey, look. Better than you could say for a lot of companies and executives. Yeah. yeah. They actually had to pay up for their terrible business management. I'm just wondering where the money's come from. Because uh, $400,000, I feel like... I feel like MoviePass could have killed for $400,000. It's even worse because these are two dudes that I guarantee were shorting AMC. <laughs> I'll show them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be huge. <laughs> uh, anyways, another good news. It looks like thanks in part to the Snyder Cut people, the general public has a newly rekindled affinity for director's cuts of films. And this has resulted in calls for any number of movies to have their full vision Finally, finally released so that fans everywhere can see the movies as they were meant to be seen before the lousy studios got involved. And this time, hopefully, it's more than just slapping unrated, sexy yeah. cut on the cover. <laughs> Too hot for TV. And some may never see the light of day, but we have at least one new director's cut for you this week, and it's truly something special. A group of fans has reconstructed the 1990s cult classic, Super Mario Bros. To me, Super Mario Brothers movie with all of its recently uncovered deleted scenes in order to present the full vision and scope of this film for all to see. Yeah, so apparently a website dedicated to this film called Super Mario Brothers Movie Archive was able to acquire a VHS copy of the film from an estate sale of one of the film's producers uh, from Slash Film. The tape contains 15 minutes of additional scenes that were not in the movie and were never included in any of the home video releases. They even released one of the clips online. But now they've gone one step further and restored all of the once-lost footage back into the movie. Uh, so, 
This is available for free in its full and ultimate form on the Internet Archive. We will leave a link in the description below so you can go see for yourself. Cut out two hours of your life. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, I... Oh, it changes everything. These, these, if you have seen it, it changes everything. If you haven't seen it, you are in for a treat. This is a movie about... Picture yourself in the early 90s. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers, biggest game of all time. You don't really care about the plot. It's two Italians yeah. going through pipes and smashing the heads of, of, of turtles and shit. I, I think the movie is, is bad, but I also appreciate the level of creativity and effort that went into it. Which there was you, so much effort. Which you simply do not see in these kinds of like intellectual property cash grabs anymore. Like yeah. Super Mario's brother, it, it, is a, it is certainly an approach to this topic that you would never find in a fucking boardroom today. If you were going into this blind, which I doubt anyone watching this show is going into the Super Mario Brothers movie yeah. blind. You throw any expectation you have for what this is out the window because yeah. it is it is it's, great. It's like Blade Runner for kids. Yeah, we've said that before. It's Blade Runner for kids. <laughs> it's, uh, it is. It's actually not for kids. If you watch it now, you're just like, this was obviously not geared towards like eight year olds. Yeah, it's a strange movie. It raises a lot of questions, but they it. it they put a lot of effort and money into like the special effects and the sets. And honestly, at the time, massive star power. Yeah, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins and John uh, Leguizamo, the pest. And uh, what's his name? The the guy who played Dennis Tupa. Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Yeah, like on the heels of Speed, yeah. or maybe before prior to Speed, but he was still a big actor. Yeah, like it was and it was outrageous. And anyway, anyways. if you want to know what was on the cutting room floor, uh, here's a description. Of the previously unseen footage. And specifically one of these is like they could not put it in a kid's movie because someone is murdered. Mm. Previously unseen deleted scenes include the Mario Brothers running afoul of the probably mafia-connected Scapelli Plumbing Company. Anti-Italian racism. <laughs> Koopa murdering a technician by de-evolving him into slime. And Iggy and Spike rapping about the overthrow of King Koopa at the Boom Boom Bar. Oh, it had a rap. Uh, there's more of Lena, Daniela, and, and the Brooklyn Girls. Most scenes are extended in this version with a lot more of the cast, including Dennis Hopper as Koopa. The Slash Film added that, quote, these scenes were restored with the help of filmmaker Garrett Gilchrist, who is apparently well-known online for his restoration of The Thief and the Cobbler and a variety of Muppets projects. For what it's worth, Gilchrist and the fans behind the project think it's a superior cut of the movie, which leans more into the adult sensibilities that Morton and Jenko were going for originally. It's for the, uh, the palette of yeah. the well-known movie critic. The more discerning mm. Super Mario Bros. fan. Watch it. Watch it. It's not a waste of time. I, I assure you. It, I, I, I would agree with you there. It's a movie that everyone should see. Yes. I just wish you could see it like in perfect Blu-ray form. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, over in Warner Brothers news, looks like there's actually going to be a sequel to Todd Phillips' Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix. I'm the Joker, baby. This is almost a sure thing anyway, just based on how much money the first film makes. But now it looks to be confirmed, thanks to some coverage about industry lawyers in The Hollywood Reporter, where they let it slide that one of the clients of lawyer Warren Dern was Todd Phillips, who, quote, struck a deal to co-write the next Joker installment. And uh, regarding that weird, massive deal between Discovery Networks and Warner Media, the new company has a name. So we went from Warner Brothers to Warner Media to now Warner Brothers Discovery. The stuff that dreams are made of, which is certainly a mouthful. The logo looks like shit. It looks like a fucking high I school. I thought it was a joke. It looks like a high school graphic design student. Yeah, who, who downloaded a template called yeah. like 3D text with yeah, Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah, it looks dumb as hell. <sighs> it, it doesn't matter, but it is. it does suck. Anyways, uh, newly released this week that I have to tell people about. I, like, 
I would not peg myself as the biggest Bo Burnham fan. Like, not for any reason that I ever thought that he wasn't funny or creative or anything like that. It was just the wrong time for me. It was, uh, mm-hmm. he's a bit younger than me, so, like, for whatever reason, when I look at younger comedians than me... He's, a, he's uh, more of a Zoomer comedian. Uh, then I, I'm not as interested for whatever reason. But the new one came out. He produced, directed, filmed, edited, wrote, did everything himself. It is a very uh, pandemic, yeah. uh, done in the pandemic in a it's single called room. Inside. It's called Inside. Uh, I watched it because I was like, look, this looks inter- interesting. Uh, let's see what it is. I was blown away. I honestly think this is a fucking masterpiece. It's one of the most creative things that I've ever seen. The 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 jokes are yes, funny, but it's there's a lot of extremely serious stuff here. A lot of uh, pretty depressing stuff here. Uh, it doesn't really make you feel good, but there's enough lighthearted moments in it that uh, carry it along. But like front to back, uh, it is one of the best comedy specials that I have ever seen on Netflix. Uh, I highly, highly, highly suggest watching it from front to back because if you pick out songs or parts that people send you or that you find online or whatever or you just wanted to see one of the songs it really does not hit the same way you kind of have to be in it from start to finish to watch like his slow descent into madness uh but it it is i cannot suggest it enough it is very good so i i want you to check that out that's Uh, your homework for this week i haven't seen it yet i did watch bo burnham in the movie promising young woman which was okay Mm -hmm. very good acting all around but uh Terms of movie, that was fine. But he's very good at it. Yeah. Kerry Mullen, very good in it. There you go. Uh, anyways, that's it for this week's episode of News Dump. Be sure to check out our most recent episodes over here in case you missed them because we're back this week. Got two episodes for you to watch over here. One about uh, just drones. They're, they're out there killing already. And another that just recaps everything that we missed while we were gone. Stay tuned for a new episode of Weekly Weird News, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.